where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined as always by my good friends, Joe and Duff. Greetings. Glad to be back once again in this uh, sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yes. Uh, Minute 187. In this minute, we go back to 1912 again. Um, So we have this final shot. Or do we? Yeah. We have this final shot. I said it starts in the wreck, which is the 120th scale model. Then we go down to the promenade, um, and that like goes from being wrecked to the 1912 version. That's a, a larger scale deck model. And then we go into a steady cam shot where we have the doorman uh, open up the door, and here we are. We're in the grand staircase, guys. So before we get into it, I just have a, two brief notes from the commentary. Uh, like you said, uh, that is a uh, it's a model, mm-hmm. but James Cameron is uh, he makes sure to point out that when he went back to Titanic in two thousand one, he actually went down. Uh, I don't know if he or just he sent like the Snoop Dogg thing down Lewis down that promenade, <laughs> and he said, "Oh, was, once again, he was very proud that it looked, according to him, almost identical." So he makes sure to point that out. Yeah. And the second thing I wanted to point out is, uh, so we're, uh, we get to it tomorrow, but technically tomorrow the narrative movie ends and it hits the credits. Mm-hmm. And you know how on most DVD commentaries, the director will kind of just, you know, shoot the breeze and stuff on the commentary for the credits. Yeah. Not James Cameron. You <laughs> can, he's got things to do. You can practically hear the door slam. Like <laughs> he basically, he says something like, he's like, well, that's about it. I guess, you know, everything more than you could ever want to know about Titanic. All right. See ya. Bye. Like he is literally done before his name d- is done flashing. Like he's, he, he is a busy man. He is done with this. He's just coloring in blue men right now. Like just. Yeah. he's like, I got, blue, I got blue cats to film. I got trenches to dive in. I got no time for this. But I was thoroughly amused at how he could not, like 20th Century Fox and or Paramount or whoever, could not get him to stay in that recording booth any longer than he was contractually obligated to. That's great. Uh, the cast and crew commentary, they do go through the whole thing. Um, so it's that is a James Cameron thing you experience. That's classic James Cameron. <laughs> All right, so we get back so back into we, 1912. Yeah, we get back to this, you know, theatrical curtain call. Um, and I, I mentioned the cast and crew commentary. Uh, a few of the people in it mentioned that they, when they filmed this, including um, Victor Garber said this, that like they were just like I don't know why like this isn't going to be used like how is this going to actually work in the movie, uh, and I I mean we can talk about this I think it works really well I really like this like ending of the movie. Yeah i I think it salvages what is yes. otherwise a very bad ending. Yes, it, because, it, uh, and it in a lot of ways it breaks a lot of film rules and Cameron acknowledges this in the 
commentary he says like yeah you're never supposed to have the audience clap but i knew it would work and by god if it does yeah i think it's really sweet yeah it it's it it allows you to like have jack die which is you know meaningful and memorable and then still kind of have an ending that's sweet and like and hopeful yeah and i mean james cameron knows how to structure screenplays really well he's just bad at writing them a lot of the time yeah i think that's a fair i think that's a really uh important point that i would agree with i think yeah he needs someone to like he needs he he needs to do like you know what george lucas used to before he was terrible like just write the story <laughs> like just like do the story and then hand it get off someone to, to do writer. the dialogue yeah. gets, get you you know you get a story credit someone gets the screenplay credit and that's yep. what Cameron used to do. That's what he did with Terminator and Aliens. And I, I think ah. up to, I don't, it, I mean, I, I don't know if he did that into True Lies or not, but he used to collaborate with people. Okay. I didn't realize that. Um, do you guys want to talk about who we have here? Uh, uh, rather talk about who we don't have. Well, that's, <laughs> yes, that's a good point. But I, I think there's a good reason for that. So who we have here, we see Trudy. We see the band. We see Aster. We see Guggenheim. We see Cora and her dad. We see Tommy. We see Fabrizio. Do you see who Fabrizio's with? He's arm in arm with Helga. That's right. We see Murdoch. We see Andrews. And of course, we see Jack. So, who do you think is missing? Uh, Cal. Okay. Lovejoy. Uh huh. Ismay. Okay. Um. So, I. The only Molly pers- Brown is not there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but, I was about to say that. But do you know why? Because I thought the same thing, but I, I it's it's actually makes sense. Are well, they all, are they supposed to be all dead people? Yeah, these oh, are all these people, are who, died. people who died. Oh. Which because the guy I was thinking of was uh, well, I was thinking of uh, Low because the the guy who saved her. Yeah. In the lifeboat, and then Molly Brown, and I was like, oh, that's why she's not here because she didn't die in that. That's. It's also why Ruth isn't in here. Yeah. Well, that kind of changes my theory then of that this is heaven and those people are in hell. But that doesn't make sense because Molly Brown wouldn't be in hell. Yeah. You've always been the caretaker here, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, my final point on this, and I think we can really dig into this dream versus death thing. Uh, It's good seeing Jack again. Yeah, like I said, it really it washes out the bitter taste of the Lewis Brock yeah. old rose stuff. Yes, yes. Um, all right, so let's. I got let, I got choked up, guys. It's it, you finally it's a, let it in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's 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 start this. Is this is this a dream or or is old is Rose dead? She's dead. I I think I, she's dead. I always assumed she was dead. Like I, I'm like a hundred percent sure she's dead. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> people debate this. Yeah, I mean I know because we talked about it yesterday. It's, it's yes, not. I mean I, it's I didn't not, know. It's not that. with the fervor of the the door truthers, but uh, and even in the script, it never says one way or another. It says, um, "We pan off the last picture to Rose." Uh, blah blah blah. A profile shot. She is very still. She could be sleeping, or maybe something else. And that's the last line of the script. Okay. Or at least the last descriptive. Yeah. Uh, not the last line of the script. It's the last 
uh, description of Aldros. I mean, the fact that everyone here is people who died on the Titanic makes it seem more obvious to me that that's the case. And I just think, considering she just retold the story, and she sees Jack again, and, you know, in tomorrow's minute, we look up, and we see the light, and it gets super bright, and, like, there's all these things that I'm just like, yep. Also, she's over 100 years old. (laughs) Yeah. You can't dream when you're that old. (laughs) Yeah, everyone knows that. Um, yeah, you got to save your energy. You're not using power to dream at that age. <laughs> All your energy is at uh, four thirty dinners and uh, yep, Werther's originals. Werther's original. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, but so apparently def- there are lots of people who think that it's implied it's a dream, um, and I guess the logic for that would be, um. I would think that, you know, R- Rosa's actual family is not there. Yeah. Um, which raises not her whole, photos really either. Yeah. <laughs> it it raises a again. Uh, we've talked about this last week, but it raises a lot of issues about uh, if it is heaven. Is Rosa's family there? Is there like heaven two point or something? Like, does her does she have to? Sp- split her time between jack and jack too see i don't think it's heaven though i never took a thought of it as heaven i just thought of her like dying like this is just her like passing away in her sleep and like this is oh uh, this is just her brain firing all its neurons for yeah, the last so time i guess in theory it's a dream right if that's the case but yeah i think this is just her you know mm. letting go and and this is kind of like how that feels to her oh, you know, or even like more cynical, she dies, and this is just a way to wrap up the story, too, right? Like, it's like, yeah, then look at this. <laughs> but I just, I've always thought of it just like, it's her dying, it's her dying, uh, her, her dying thought. Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah. Well, Midnight Boys approved. On the same page. Okay. Um, I, I want to save some stuff for tomorrow when we have our our heart of the ocean but do you guys have anything else on this minute before we jump into the very important survey results uh i don't think we need to spend a ton of time on this but has there ever been any documentation of this influencing the finale of lost oh Um. they're very similar or at least they can be as we discussed they can be uh interpreted similarly okay well Yeah, yeah it's pretty similar yeah i guess so then um. All right. Well, guys, survey results. It's too late for us to change the show, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Here's here we go. I I I've I've structured this uh, a special way. Oh. We're, mm. I'm gonna start out with what will make you guys the most angry. All right. We're gonna move up from there. Uh, I'm sorry, but I we're we don't get mad. That's right, tough. Much okay. like Rach from 1998. Uh, I am not mad. Nope. Well, we have the final results on um, you have only room for one person on your lifeboat. Did you beat out no one? Which host do you take? We have 102 responses on this. Joe came in at 13.7%, which means, Joe, if you hadn't done the show, you'd be at 0%. So there you go. It's already been useful. No, because if I hadn't done the show, (laughs) I would count as as anybody else. Well, no one. True. Well, all right. To be fair, you have a chance. One 
out of <laughs> like 1200 um duff is uh number two or number three i guess at 23.5 percent i think technically number four because didn't caroline get a vote well, that wasn't official. She, someone <laughs> just wrote that in, <laughs> All right. like in a different survey question. Third okay. party spoiler. Y- yep. <laughs> uh, at twenty nine point four percent was find someone else, and number one, at thirty three point three percent, guys, one third of respondents chose yours truly, Rob. It's a lot of pity votes. Yeah, I mean, who's going to throw the special needs child over the overboard? <laughs> That's probably because I saw my brightly colored Crocs in the water and they pulled me in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I saw a feral dog with three legs, I'd save it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, well, on I'm a, not mad. Not mad. On a uh, not on a, mad. On a different note, uh, what do people like about the show? I'm doing three today because this is our last time doing survey responses. Uh, okay. Uh, one person said, the humor in calling James Cameron out on his crap. I also love when you guys go in depth about Rose being based on Beatrice Wood and Jack being a kind of manic pixie dream boy. So that's nice. Um, another one was, great chemistry between the hosts, able to carry the show without the need for excessive use of guests. Google Group Monday is always fun as well. Well done, Duff. Um, number three, Rob's laughing. And when he or Duff gets Joe to laugh real hard, and when Duff, as he's trying to explain something, and the two of you are cutting him off, just comes out with a one-liner and then continues, and then Joe and Rob both just die laughing. <laughs> I, I'm interrupted a lot. That's my favorite. That's maybe my favorite response is, so far. Is your laughter the most divisive issue? Yes. It seems sure. to really, there's no middle ground. Uh, yes. Uh, bad. I only chose one here because someone wrote nothing. It's perfect. This is our last time doing surveys, guys. I'm not going to be negative on this. That's, hmm. that's, that's We're not doing one. it next week. Nah, we got, we got guests and stuff. Yeah, I guess, but it's week. in the last week. It's yeah. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Other. Now we go to some long. We have stories. to get George Lucas to come and punch up the previous episodes and change things yes <laughs> well we'll have to okay. ask him we should have yeah. asked him inevitable uh once uh other... once george lucas retools the uh the series people will like me more um so for the other i have some stories here that uh, our listeners submitted in one person wrote for the who i would save question i chose find someone else because i would obviously save jack over you three no contest there sorry also, he's not real. I was, We're real people. <laughs> well, there was. I will say, I, uh, I think pe- it's fair. He's pretty cute. There, wa- <laughs> there was a Jack Dawson on the Titanic, just not that one. Um, Wasn't it Jay Dawson? Was it Jack? Uh, it was Jay Dawson. I guess I'm not sure if it was Jack Dawson. Um, the story continues. Also, I was six years old when I saw Titanic in the theater in March of 1998. Wow. Too young. Yep. My dad my dad took me to see the movie without my mom's knowledge. <laughs> Classic dad move. He yeah. did make me hold a napkin in front of my face during the drawing scene in the car scene. I asked him recently why he took me to see it, since he had already seen it with my mom, and he said he didn't know. Even though I was really... <laughs> <laughs> That's another classic dad move, too. It is. I don't know. 
The answer was probably like, because it was three hours long, and I knew you yes. would be quiet. Because <laughs> I want so damn to... quiet. <laughs> it's the only way I could take a nap. He wanted to see some boobs. I will say, I will say, as a as as like a movie watcher, someone who loves watching movies, and also as like a dad now, I used to like couldn't believe when my dad would fall asleep when we watched movies together as a family. I was like, why is he falling asleep or watching a movie? This is so fun. But now, whenever we like put on like a Pixar movie or something, and I've already seen it, I'm always like, ah. Oh. Sweet, sweet ninety minutes of nap is what this means. <laughs> uh, the first, the first movie I ever saw in a theater was uh, "Follow That Bird," Sesame Street movie. <laughs> wow, okay. with with my dad, and he took a big old nap. <laughs> <laughs> my dad took me to see "Land Before Time," which is way too short for a good nap. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, my first movie I saw in the theater was Snow White. Well, I'm not that old, but like it was a re-release. My mom. Yeah, I'm not sure it. if it was Land Before Time or a re-release of Bambi. One of those two was yeah. my first. Yeah, I, I know that they re-released. We've talked Snow about this White. before, though. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I would uh, guess it was like mid to late '80s that there was a Snow White re-release. I think that that sounds right. Um, so this continues on. Uh, even though I was really young when I first saw this movie. I have such a vivid memory of seeing the film in the theater for the first time, and it is my second favorite movie of all time. So I'm thankful to be a true fan and saw it in the theater during its original run. Lastly, I do not want my survey to go towards the Avatar movie count because that movie, <laughs> is, that movie is terrible and James Cameron ripped off Pocahontas. <laughs> it's, I agree. That was me, actually. <laughs> so like, I, we, We're not doing that. We are. No. Uh, number two, listen, 102, 101, because we don't, we're not counting, we're not counting. <laughs> but words. we didn't, the, the people who gave surveys before we established that number didn't give consent. Uh, shh, shh, Number two, uh, we have someone wrote in here. I was a junior in college when this movie came out. I saw it 10 times in the theater. At the time, I was engaged to be married to my high school sweetheart. My engagement ring was a blue sapphire surrounded by diamonds. He proposed in January of 97, so his proposal was way before the Heart of the Ocean lookalikes. Anyway, after seeing this movie, I don't know exactly what went on in my mind, but the similarities to what was happening in my life at the time was so eerily similar to Rose, controlling fiancé, feeling trapped, etc., that I broke the engagement, changed my major, and basically started over. Unfortunately, I had no jack to cling to, but it was all good. Titanic played a role in changing the entire course of my life. And no, I didn't keep the ring. I still speak to my ex-fiancé on occasion, and he hates this movie. Wonder why. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's so much more than a movie. It's a moment in time. Anyway, that's my weird Titanic story. Love the podcast, guys. That's a huh. great story. Yeah. Dusty that in is here. Good. Um. Well, she, didn't, she obviously didn't follow uh, my advice to pretend he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final one I, I have on to read on here is um, someone wrote, this one's uh, dusty, here we go, uh, wrote, I, I found your podcast randomly when looking for movie pods in general. With the movie being as long <laughs> I'm sorry we don't talk about <laughs> movies on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, with the movie being as long as it is in the first 30 minutes so boring, oh. I was intrigued and listened to a couple of episodes out of order. See, Joe, you ever always wonder why I tell everyone what we are doing? Because of this person. The episodes are labeled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, Duff. Um, 
I almost <laughs> stood up out of my chair to yell at him and, and he took care of it. I, I looked you up on Facebook and was shocked you didn't have thousands of fans. It really was <laughs> we <surprise>. aren't. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, it really was a surprise for me since I found all of you hilarious from the start. Been listening for months now, and all I, although I do think you deserve more, it is comfy <laughs> with the steerage group being the size it is. I always get a good chuckle scrolling through it. Past year has been kind of rough for me, and although I listen to a lot of podcasts, yours is one of the few to make me laugh out loud every episode. Uh, he wrote, or they wrote, build the city on broken glass, and the other's reaction to it made my stomach hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest um, thing you've ever said. <laughs> Still think you're trolling. It's uh, like it's like your uh, Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones things. It's too weird <laughs> to actually be real. Did I tell you that a friend of my, uh, a friend of mine who grew up in Spooner with me, sent me a message after that episode and told me that he thought it was that too when he was a kid. Yeah. Maybe there was a special Spooner radio edit. Check the water pipes in, <laughs> yeah. in uh, Spooner. Oh. So, do you have, do you have a in, do you have a power plant next to the town? Someone in, someone in Hayward uh, so, did something to the pipes. Yeah, just because um, you just because you grew up in Twin Peaks doesn't make it normal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I listened to it while getting ready for work or relaxing after a hard day. At times, your pod has been the only thing to make me laugh that entire day. So cheers, guys, and Jeez. here's the hoping, and here's the hoping you'll make it through the rest of the movie. I think we will. So yeah, I think well at this point we will. So I want to, you know, we do these survey things, and I appreciate everyone putting stuff on, but I wanted to leave it on a positive note. And uh, these are three of my favorite stories that we have received over the uh, over the run of this. So I want to thank all those everyone who filled out the survey and shared these stories and those compliments, which you know. Uh, you toil on this thing and you have fun recording and then you kind of, you know, it can, both of those are untrue statements. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's, there's a real grind at times to this and it's nice to like, know people really enjoy it. Uh, I will say it is still mystifying that anyone who doesn't know us randomly found us and enjoys listening to it. I'm honestly amazed by that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, uh, but tomorrow we'll be back with a returning, a returning heart of the returning ocean. champion. That's right. So we'll be back tomorrow. Um.